On the Tech Talk for Accountants show, Andrew Lassis shares helpful tips for accountants and the technology issues they face. Join Andrew and his occasional guests on our weekly episodes. Welcome to the Tech Talk for Accountants show with Andrew Lassis with RushTech.online. And in this show today, we're going to talk about some of the top cybersecurity questions that people have been asking me on LinkedIn as far as cybersecurity for accountants goes for data protection for their clients has been a really big thing. And, you know, I just want to thank the people that have reached out and, you know, we'll, we'll tag you in the show afterwards. And just a quick win, something that's kind of cool. We were just shortlisted on accounting today's top 100 value added resellers list. Um, you know, quick win, but just kind of like a pat on the back and saying like, keep doing what you're doing. So it was nice to, to see Rush Tech on that list. Um, so a lot of people though, they've been asking how, how do I know if my client's data is safe? How do I know if I've had a data breach? What does that even look like? And for accountants, there's a handful of ways that you can see like holistically, does this make sense? Are these things adding up? And so just from the list that we have, um, one of the ways you can tell if you've had a data breach already, that's going to be that if your client e-file gets rejected or returned with their social security number already have, having been filed. So when you're doing the return for your client and then it, you know, you submit it and then it's like, oh, we already did it. That should be like a telltale sign. Something is wrong. And some of these things, you know, it's like, well, of course that's what happened. But when it's in the heat of the moment and you haven't experienced it before, that's going to be one of the telltale signs is that if a return has already been filed. Um, another one on the other side of it, if your clients who haven't filed are receiving authorization letters, uh, 5071C, 4883C, 5747C from the IRS, they shouldn't be receiving them without having done the uh, return. So this is another thing. If you're getting calls from your clients saying, what is this thing that I just got from the IRS? I haven't even filed my taxes yet. And, you know, with, with July 15th right around the corner, you know, these things are probably going to start picking up. So it's something to be aware of. Um, if clients who haven't filed their taxes yet are receiving refunds, that should be a red flag because we all know the IRS doesn't like to give out money just as much as we don't like paying to them what isn't due to us. So if they're receiving tax refunds and you haven't filed for them, unless they went with somebody else, that should be a big red flag. And they'd obviously be calling you saying, what is this? So that's something you can tell. You may have had a data breach or your client list may have been compromised if you're seeing that. Um, if people are getting notifications from the IRS website saying that their account was accessed or their account was disabled or their account was created. Again, these are all things that 
surface level level it makes sense, but maybe you wouldn't connect the dots necessarily. Someone calls and says, "Yeah, it just says my account was disabled on IRS.gov," and and you'd be thinking, "Well, that's that's odd. You didn't do anything, right?" Well, it's I don't know. Maybe maybe we'll look into it, but you know, when the client is calling you, you're kind of putting the focus on what did the client do wrong when in actuality it may be a bigger thing and you'd want to look into what are some of the things that may have happened or is this a one-off or is it a trend? And if more and more people are calling with these same issues, you may have had a data breach, unfortunately. Um, the number of returns filed with your EFIN exceeds the number of clients that you've done returns for. Again, if if that number is higher than what it should be, then there may have been a compromise somewhere in that number. You know, they're supposed to equal the amount of work you do should equal the amount that um, that's been registered but you know so these are just things to keep in mind that may be a sign that you have had a data breach um, one of the things that is more on the techie side but you may notice that computers on the network are running slower than usual and there could be maybe malware on the computer there could be programs running in the background that's taking the data key loggers and this is why you know in the cybersecurity field even though antivirus is kind of like a, a well yeah everyone should have it and that's not going to stop 100 percent of all attacks everywhere so many different layers that you can put in there but that's one of like the basic one-on-one things it's relatively affordable and obviously as a managed service provider we'd recommend professional grade antivirus so that a employee doesn't get to say whether or not they can or can't infect the the uh, organization just with if you're using like a residential like a norton and someone downloads an attachment that is malware and says hey we think this has malware on it and they say run anyway well there goes the whole company so that's why the importance of having a business grade antivirus where it says this is an infected file sorry you can't do anything you can't in fact you can't override this without the IT company that manages it giving it the green light um, so what can I do to protect against a data breach is another question that a lot of people had asked me on LinkedIn and I know I hit on it a bit, but since we're just in this episode, the uh, publication 4557, they have some general guidelines for how to protect your client's data. And that is having an antivirus, having a firewall, having a VPN, having encryption, having two-factor authentication, and having backup. Now, we're going to dig in a bit as far as the things that are going to help you protect your client's data the most is going to be your VPN and it's going to be your encryption. Now, a lot of that doesn't make sense or maybe you've heard of those words but don't necessarily understand uh, what they mean. So essentially, 
if, if we just break this into simple things, you know, we're going to talk about what you can do on your own system. So if you have Windows 10 Professional, I actually was with a client just last week and she had Windows 10 Home and she's like, I don't need professional. It's just me. You know, I, I don't really need all the bells and whistles. I just need Word and Excel and my email to work. And so one of the big differences that Windows 10 Pro can give you is encryption through BitLocker. And if you've got a Mac, there's their version of it is called File Vault Disk Encryption. And essentially what that does is it encrypts the files so that say you have a laptop and you're at Starbucks and you get a phone call, it's an emergency, and you run out and leave the laptop there. Well, even if someone didn't have your password, they'd be able to take the hard drive, extract the files, and then all of your customer's data has been removed. Now, that's one of those things that it's pretty obvious. If your laptop has been stolen, then you know it'd be pretty easy to put the pieces together that they were stolen. But if you have encryption on that same laptop, someone tries to steal the information from it, it's encrypted. They can't read it, they can't do anything with it. And so that's why that's required from the publication 4557 and pretty much across any level of compliance from FTC, GLBA, AICPA best practices, just in general. That's why encryption is so important because even if the files are stolen, they're not readable. And the VPN, you know, we hear a lot about this also where they've maybe seen something on TV about it or they don't necessarily understand it, but kind of the easiest way to explain it. If I'm sitting here in my office, in my, uh, in my house in uh, West Palm Beach, Florida during COVID, and if I have if I go to maps.google.com and I click show me my location, it's going to point directly at my house. Now, if I turn on a VPN, it's going to connect me to a virtual private network anywhere in the world that I choose. So that same example, I go to maps.google.com, I click show me my location, and it says I'm in Indiana or I'm in another country. And what that will do is it's going to take the information that's being transmitted from your computer and it's going to encrypt it. It's going to change it. So if we were to type in, and you've probably heard, you know, don't use public Wi-Fi, don't use airport Wi-Fi. And the reason for this, if you're not connected with a VPN, we'll just say, for instance, you do somebody's return at a Starbucks and someone had set up a fake Wi-Fi, you're connected to it and they invented a hotspot. They called it Starbucks hotspot. You connected to it? Sure. Why not? If you don't have encryption through that, they can see everything that you're typing and sending through the internet. And that's how issues can happen. Or if you're sending emails and it's not encrypted, you've, you're attaching uh, returns for your clients or they're sending it to you. They have the ability to see all these things. But if it's encrypted, even if they see it, they can't read it. And that's why that's so important. Another thing you can do to protect your client data, and this is built in to 
virtually every single every single software that accountants use. So your QuickBooks, all the versions of Sage, Zero, NetSuite, they have this thing called two-factor authentication, 2FA or multi-factor authentication. And basically what you can do, you can get an app on your phone. There's a Microsoft Authenticator app in the Google Play Store and in the uh, Apple iTunes Store. There's uh, Google Authenticator, there's LastPass Authenticator, there's there's plenty of them. Each has their pros and cons. I personally, I like the Microsoft Authenticator for uh, my Office 365 because when I log in, it'll pop up on my screen and say, is this you? And I just say, yes, I don't have to type in a code. Usually with Google Authenticator, it'll give you a six digit code that changes every 30 seconds and you'll have to type that in the tiny bit extra work, but that level of security, when you think about it, if somebody has your username and password, if they don't have that six digit code every 30 seconds, even if they have that information, there's nothing they can do with it because you have to have that second layer of authentication. And your client database is protected by just a username and a password. And most people are guilty of this using the same password on multiple sites. Say you use the same email and password that you use on QuickBooks, say you use that in HubSpot and HubSpot has a data breach. Well, they can use those same credentials onto your QuickBooks. But if you have two-factor authentication, even though they can try to get in, they don't have the code to be able to get access, which is going to protect your client's data. And this, as far as I know, is free with every single uh, system and software. I'm, I'm not sure if there's any that, I'm, there's probably some out there that charge extra for it, but the level of security that it adds is incredible. And some software like MailChimp, they give you a discounted rate for using two-factor authentication because it's so crucial and they don't want their customers to have a data breach. So it's really important that you set all these things up and um, just wanted a couple things as, as we're wrapping up. Um, really wanted to thank everyone that was reaching out to me on LinkedIn. Feel free to, to um, add me, shoot me the questions that you have. I love putting out content that helps people. And, you know, I, I know everybody's going to be super busy in the next week or so with the uh, tax deadline coming up. So make sure that your client's data is protected. If you want someone to give you a second set of eyes, even if you currently have an IT person, uh, you can reach out to us. If you go to rushtech.online, you can get a free IT audit and we can give you just a gap analysis of here's where you are, here's where you need to be. We'll do it completely complimentary. Just mention you heard about it on the podcast. And to everyone listening, thank you. I appreciate you so much. And everyone have a great day.